I'm here with Georgia Stathis, uh, San Francisco-based business astrologer, speaker, and teacher, um, who just gave a really wonderful talk here at Norwalk uh, 2011. And so welcome, Georgia. Thank you, Charlie. And um, so, Georgia, I, you mentioned that you're working on a book. Can you tell me what you're working yeah, on? Yeah, that's what we were. I was talking about here over at Norwalk. Um, I've been actually working on this for a long time. The last book took me almost 20 years to write, so that's been out about 12 years. And this one is on the phase arc timing of synodic cycles and how those in different industries and different periods in history will set a momentum in a certain direction. And it shows the developmental cycle if you go through the lunar phases and use that timing over those specific dates and times. Uh, because when we have a synodic cycle, which for those who are watching this don't know what that is, it's when two planets will come together and form a union like a brand and they, they mark a point in history, and some maybe just take a couple years to happen, and then others will actually take 172 years or 45 years, and those set a tone for history for the industries that those planets rule, because I'm a business astrologer, and that's what I do. <laughs> right. You mentioned that you, a lot of your clients don't actually, uh, you don't talk astrology with them, right? No, because yeah. they're business people. They're sole proprietors. I have a lot of clients because I'm an investor and I was in real estate, a lot of clients in the real estate business, in the mortgage business, in the banking business, business investment. Uh, what else do they do? They do uh, sole proprietorships, small businesses, neighborhood businesses. Yeah, right. and they don't understand the language, so we have to speak in English to them. So, Georgia, let's talk about the Uranus-Pluto T-square. You mentioned that we're in. Um, we need to pay more attention to the phase of the cycle that we're in. Can now, you tell me more about that? Yeah, yeah, which is, by the way, for this, it's 2011, we're in May, and we're in the crescent phase. We haven't gotten to the first quarter square until spring of next year, which will last for about three or four years. Crescent phases are where you have a lot of problems. And I don't have to tell people, looking at the recent tsunami and the cyclone, and the hurricanes in Joplin, Missouri, all that that's been going on, this is all the problems that are being created. And, and you know, you could raise your hands and go, oh my God, what are we doing? The world is coming to an end. But those problems, that was the point of today's talk, really are what create an impetus to make a catalyst for change. And the solution comes as you're starting to see the peripheral vision of the T-square, of the transit Uranus, which wakes us up, because that's what Uranus does. It really goes, oh my God, why didn't I think of that? The T-square starts that, and even at peripheral vision, uh, my son was telling me a couple of weeks ago that when you have peripheral vision, he remembered in psychology, you just see the image, but it's in black and white. You don't see the color. So then you have to go through that cycle to get to the gibbous phase, which is the 135 to 180, which is if you look at a lot of historical things when they're really moving things along. Okay, now we got the structure down in the first quarter. We figured the solution. Now we're going to work the model, kind of like you know your business model. This works, this doesn't, at which the full moon comes or the full moon position and you release the stuff that doesn't work. So we're not even there yet. We're in all the trouble parts, the red tape. And what I was trying to allude to today in my lecture was the historical uh, situ you know, looking at the Civil War. I mean, if we can't go back in the beginning of time, but looking at the Civil War, what drove the Civil War was the issue of slavery and uh, massive migrations of people. And there was lots and lots of problems and it was chaos. But not until we had the first quarter square did we really see the war, you know, and where they started using the railroad. Lincoln won the war by the railroad. That's how he won the war, because he used that to send supplies to the lines. And 
that's where we're at right now. So, you know, you throw your hands up and go, oh, God, the world is coming to an end. I'm not going to make it. It's not going to work. I would say that a lot of the technology that's going to help things is coming because of this, and a lot of it hasn't even been discovered yet. It's not even here. Right. What I like to tell people, too, is like with Uranus and Aries, you can just bet money that there are people out there right now developing stuff, but Absolutely. we might not see it right now. No, because we're in the first, we're at zero. Well, well, we went to three, then we're going to go back to zero. And in Hori astrology, you know, and I did study that for a while, the first three degrees and the last three degrees, the first three, too early to tell. That's what the Hori astrologer will say. The last three, it's too late. So we're in the seed state right now. We're in the seed state that comes at new moon position, coming out of the balsamic phase, which is the ruin position. You know, ruin always leads to revolution, death leads to birth. And the other point about Aries, which is a good point that you're making, Tony, is that Aries is about manufacturing. And if we're looking as an, I'm an American, and our strength is manufacturing, and we gave the store away, we bought the farm, and I think the manufacturing is going to come back really strong for the United States and big time. And I think it's going to happen during the Uranus square Pluto because of all these crises that are happening. And the infrastructure is going to be rebuilt. New kinds of materials for building are going to be coming in. I was mentioning in my lecture today, because you're from the generation of the Uranus-Pluto group, the environmental anarchist group, um, that they want to use solar energy, but it's totally inefficient. Now there's new information that's come out. They can harness it, make it more efficient, and apply it in a practical way. If you can do that, you know, you can move products, you can move food, you can, they're, gonna, they're even talking about solar-run planes. I just read about this. Planes run by solar energy. That's going to change the game, isn't it? And I think Americans are going to come up with it because we have a strong Sagittarian influence in this country. And... Uh, that's about flying and, you know, seeing the bigger picture. So I'm very hopeful. I mean, I don't like what's going on now. A lot of fighting, a lot of issues, a lot of separations. But I think between 2012 and 2016, it's going to be a real game turner. So a lot of people are talking about financial collapse um, being a potential. Is there, is there any reason to, to hope that that might happen? Or is there, and, and if it does, is there a reason to think of that as possibly a good thing? Well, I think that's a really good question because we do have financial collapse right now. I mean, it's not the United States that's just in debt. The rest of the world is in debt. We know what's going on with the euro. I mean, as we're sitting here speaking, it's very feasible that the Greek, the Greece is, they can't, they can't pay back their loans. You know, at one point I gave a currency lecture at UAC about two, three years ago before the meltdown, and I did the history of currency. And... What, we were, what I was seeing then, and I'm seeing it now, is we're starting to see a change in what we call currency, uh, where we're seeing baskets of currencies, where, um, in fact, Bernard Latier wrote a wonderful book on the future of currency. He was one of the pioneer formation people of the euro. And it's a huge book. I mean, a huge book with little tiny print. But um, one of the things he was talking about, and I've been hearing about this, from, is the issue of combining monies and co what they call complementary currencies which is script, which is services, uh, uh, which is having baskets of currencies, like not just having um, the dollar, which is really just paper, but, you know, minerals, copper, tin, as part of a currency. 
And it's very feasible that if we can't pay back the debt, we may have a world, in about 20 years, we're going to have a world currency. It's, that's what I keep thinking. I've been thinking this for 40 years, that we are moving towards a world currency, which we should have anyway, because all the products are made in all the different countries now. You know, and we really don't see real cash anymore or checks. It's all digital. So I don't know if it's collapse. I think it's transmutation of currency. There's a difference. You know, so services for money, bartering, it's not uncommon. Bartering is, is showing up as an issue, and also um, there are a couple of small towns in America that have come up with their own currency as well. That's how, right. How do you see that in the astrology of now? Well, I had actually mentioned those, those towns. I can't remember the names now. I don't have the notes, but there were a couple were on the East Coast, and I think we had some, something like that in San Francisco, because that's near where I'm from, um, that... I have a service, it's a valuable service, you have a service, we're going to change services, time for time or service for service. Now the interesting thing about that point is about 20, 25 years ago there were a lot of barter clubs that were forming about 20 or 25 years ago, but it wasn't legal to do that because the tax issue comes in. Now how do we tax barter? And I don't have the solution for that. That's I don't know how that is, but I think we're going to, we see it already, we see it already. I mean, we see a lot of underground economy now, too, which is probably not good, you know. We see a lot of issues with immigration, and the workforce of the, especially on the West Coast, we have a huge uh, immigration issue. Uranus rules the stranger. The truth is, this, the immigrants built this country, and I think what we're going to see by the time that Uranus square Pluto comes, because now we have the problem. We have Arizona saying that they know what to do. The United States saying, well, we'll support Arizona to a certain point. But I think what we're going to see is they're going to give them work permits so that they can pay into our system. But somebody has to move to the point where they take the risk to do that. But I think that's what we're going to see with immigrants in the next three or four years. You want to work here? You want to be illegal? We'll give you a work permit, but you have to pay into our system. It's going to come out. It's not happening right now, but I think that's what we're going to see. So, so moving on to a more general topic. Oh, oh, the big Georgia. questions. So, uh, fate or free will? Same thing. I think there is the fate. You know, there was a wonderful course I took years ago from, and I can't remember his name. It was called the Omega Institute. John was his name, somebody. I can't remember. And he had this great drawing. And it wasn't even an astrology. It was like a motivational thing. And he had this drawing, and I'm going to do it as if you're looking at the blackboard. He said, here's a human being standing on the planet looking up at what's possible. Here's God or whatever that force is looking down. If you're looking up and he's looking down, somehow you come to the middle. You find your own fate. You find your own free will. Your chart is a map of not your fate, but your free will. You know, and if we're following our intuition, that's what fate and free will is. It's what, what, not what we think we should be doing, but what our spirit says we should be doing. And if we follow what our spirit says to do it with a little logic, we have our fate. I don't know if that makes any sense, but that's the short and sweet version. Thank you. You're welcome. And Georgia, where do you see astrology's place in, in the world? You know, I, I like to think about the way in which people will ask, do you believe in astrology? And then I think about the people who, who say, um, how do we prove that astrology works? So is it a religion? Is it a science? Where does it fit into our, our culture? Where, is the kind of, where do you see its rightful place? You want to hear what I really think is its rightful place? I mean, I'd like to say what I think it should be, but what it really is, 
It's in the back rooms of the 10% of the people that are conscious. That's where it is. Because what it is, because really, and this is a terrible thing to say, only 10% of the population is conscious. That 10% goes to the back rooms where the astrologers to get the validation of their subjective experiences. The conscious person with motivation behind the consciousness makes something happen. Our job is to be the facilitators or the validator for that subjective experience. You know, there's a tendency, as an, not true for all of them, but there's a tendency as astrologers to want to be out in front and to be seen. <coughs> I've seen that a lot. But that's not really our job. Our job is to be servers to those who want to have a guideline and only to offer it when it's asked for. And do you believe in it? People ask that all the time. I always ask them the famous question back, well, have you ever studied it? I don't know who said that, but somebody said that. It's pretty famous. Uh, yeah, I think it's the, in the back rooms of the people that choose to be conscious. That's its place. And tell, can you tell people how to reach you? Yes. yes, you can reach me through my website, which has been around forever, starcycles.com. And you can either get me at Georgia at starcycles.com or you can get me at Georgia Stathis at sbcglobal.net. And can I just say a little something? If you go on that website, we have a weekly podcast, we, I, us, whoever helps me out there, uh, and a weekly forecast. And all the lectures of the last 30 years are all now digitally available to people as downloads. And there's more to come. And um, all the events that are coming up where I'm traveling and lecturing, and that's how they can reach me. Great. Thanks Thank so you. much for Thank spending so time much. with us today. Yeah. Thank you.